This is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Just the two of us. We will make it if we try. Just the two of us, Doc Manson, you and I. Well, that's a lovely little poem that you've written for me, DC. Thank you. DC Matthews. I I wrote it myself, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. Certainly didn't didn't steal it from Will Smith or Stevie Wonder or anybody. It sounded wholly original to me, so I I assumed... Yes. Can I take this opportunity? No. Okay. Well, good night, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, of course you may, sir. Good, Um, sir. I I wanted to do this on this show. I wanted to get it out there. And the fact that GQ has decided not to join us or is unable to join us uh, probably should be irrelevant. So I'm going to tell you, because it's from the Sounds Scary... Uh, podcast feed, and I want you to take full credit for it. In the Night Episode 1, really quite good. Ah, yes. Doc does deserve more praise for In the Night. I I will tell you that that file was sent to me. I had to wrangle it. I had to, you know, I had to uh, appease it. I had to put it into a good mood. I had to get it uploaded onto the uh, podcast server. I had to write a title and a subtitle and I had to write an episode description. I, I, I had to uh, schedule it to, to, um, to release this morning. So, I mean, overall, I'd say I did the lion's share of the work on that. That's for sure. I, I'm just saying this, these episode notes, which, are, you know, those synopses that, you know, GQ originally wrote, but I had to copy and paste from, from who a, wrote, who wrote welcome to Bakersville. Well, that was me. That, that was 100%. A doc contribution. I wasn't going to listen to it until it said, welcome to Bakersville. And then I went, well, now I need to know more. What can I tell um, you? I am good at <laughs> subtitles. But yeah, GQ is, is not here. Um, there was a little, you know, round and round as to whether or not we were going to record this evening. I had a work thing. <clears throat> and then GQ remembered at the last minute that he had to, let, let me make sure I have it right. I don't want to put words in his mouth here. Um, you let's just cut off for a second here. You, sir, appear to have had a poor evening. <laughs> I didn't. You know why? I you, didn't? You're a little touchy is all I'm going to say. I'm a little touchy about this. I'm not actually. Why? We don't need to get into it. OK, we don't need to get into it. I'm just saying, oh, here's why. Here's why. No, Despite, no, you said we're not getting into it. We should okay. move on. Okay. All I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Have, I, I hope GQ, He's... I hope GQ has a good time uh, picking up the gifts for a birthday that they ordered. He must have to go to the post office, certainly open at 7 p.m. Um, you know, he's got to go pick those gifts up from wherever he ordered them. Maybe they ordered them at the local Macy's and they're waiting at customer service. Maybe. Maybe they had them on layaway or something like that. Yeah, did, you ever, did you ever do layaway? I don't think you struck me as a layaway family. Were you a layaway family? Not that I know of. We but... were. And I assumed that, like, I think we went to, like, Caldors, which mm. was this, and like, like, at one point, m- my parents went and picked up 
like a He-Man power sword that was apparently supposed to be a gift from my grandmother, but I saw through the bag. And I like on the way out to the car, I said, so when am I getting this He-Man power sword? And they were not happy. Of course they weren't. <laughs> not. Why would they pick that up with you? I don't know. I guess they thought I was too dumb to like look, but <laughs> in that moment, I looked. Too dumb to use his eyes. I know we're not supposed to do it, but that, right now that is clearly a lead for the podcast title. <laughs> I um, agree. No, I, agree. I, you know, um, once a year, uh, be, people here, you know, our friends in the UK, I think it, they call it a parents evening based on my conversation with Che. Um, but once a year, parents are supposed to come in and just get kind of a general idea of what the school year is going to be like and what the grade I teach is going to be like. And since we can't do it in person, I ran a Zoom meeting um, an hour ago. I was in it. Um, and, you know, the parents were there. But, you know, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but tootily toot. I, you know, I, I have a certain you know, disarming, humorous charm that I, I tend to break out in these situations. So it was fine. Like I had to, I is, came is, home. Is that what you call this <laughs> charm? <laughs> this is what I call it. Is I don't know what, what that other shirt is. Charm? <laughs> no, this is my yellow Hawaiian shirt with blue flowers. I wear this on the first day of school, on the last day of school. And uh, for this meeting with parents. Okay. All so right. I wear, I wear this shirt three times. It's how you wow year. them. I, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta bring the energy somehow. Yeah. And that yellow I, is, I wish I had, energy. I wish I had a big beach hat to go with it, but I can't find any that fit my head. Oh, that's <clears> unfortunate. So. What if you got but, a beach hat and then just sort of, you know, made a slit in the back of it and <laughs> I could. just seal it up. I with have, Velcro. That's what I did. I, I, I own a, that a shark, a dolphin hat. Yeah, I had a dolphin hat, and I definitely had to uh, perform some very intimate surgery on the dolphin in order to get my head to fit. So All right. okay. I, I can tell you stopped paying attention. Uh, no dolphin <laughs> hat. I heard all these. You had to do some surgery. I Mrs. Heard it. Manson, what do you wait until? Like, is this a thing? It's no matter what time we podcast. What she did you just you hold stuff. up? You hold that thought. Okay. And you just say into the microphone what 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 you just said. Say that. That is quite the shirt. Thank We're you. just talking about the shirt. It's I'm not, I'm not calling it out to say it's bad. What I am saying is it is noticeable. Yeah. Which I think is the point. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. And what did what did what did Mrs. Manson bring you? What sort of delights and treats? Is it a brookie? It's Always. a s'more. And one of the s'mores, unless I'm mistaken, has been made with a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, my goodness. All right. While Mrs. Manson is here. Yes. Let's get into some DC and Doc talk about this. Um, You said it is a s'more. Is what constitutes in your mind a s'more? Well, I'm not sure And I'm talking here literal size. So. You have two, those are two graham crackers. Yes. Each one has been broken in half and made to make a s'more. So I see that as two s'mores, but I could also imagine that that could be considered one s'more because it is. I mean, it's definitely two s'mores if you want to get granular about it. I think I was saying s'mores as, I guess I I said a s'more though, implying only a singular. 
but I really just meant it sort of like a serving of s'more, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the best part of all of this has been Mrs. Manson's expression when she realized what we were talking about. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and she was like, oh, th- that's the kind of semantics you're covering. Bye. Lovely to see you. Thank you. Did you figure out the mystery of the puzzle? Do we know who gave you the puzzle in a bag? We Yes, we know where who it came from. Okay. But it's... The the issue, friend of the show, Rachel. Um, I, I, that's what I told. I told Mrs. Manson that has to be a Rachel thing. She had ordered. She saw online apparently because you know this is a weird year with COVID, and she knows how much I and you know Mrs. Manson by extension, I think, you know, love the Halloween season. And she had seen this advertisement for this really cool sort of neon haunted house puzzle, and she thought, oh, wouldn't that be nice to you know, instill a little bit of holiday spirit into the house in this very different year. And that was a very nice and kind gesture. She even sent it to our current uh, house as opposed to the last place that we lived, you know, all of five or six years ago. Well, but it's the fact that it's three. You could walk there and just knock on the door and ask. Oh, I am way too antisocial to do that. I hope the people of that old place at least put the puzzle together because clearly they clearly they didn't send it back. But I will say so this puzzle, though, um, that came without a box, it came without a picture. It's literally Uh, just a puzzle in a bag. And not only is it just a puzzle in a bag, it's not the puzzle that she ordered. Oh, no. It's got like fishes on it and we can make out. I love New York. We have no idea what it is. Um, and so, yeah, that's turning into a bit of an adventure. Is, does that a concept appeal to you? The idea of a, a, uh, a puzzle where you actually don't know what it is and you have no. to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> that sounds okay. like hell to me. What about Mrs. Manson? Does she appreciate the challenge or does she? Um, I would have said no, but you know, she's been downstairs and I'm going to, you know, she's got a, prob- a puzzle problem. She has opened up this puzzle, and I've never really seen this before, I, although I guess it's a thing with some puzzles. On the back side of the puzzle pieces, they're imprinted, like, with letters. Like, there's all A's on some of them. There's all B's on some of them. Some are, like, A's and B's. She's going through and sorting all of the puzzle pieces by the letters on the back. I think she's going to try to put this thing together. Okay. She's insane. Do you remember the Nickelodeon show Salute Your Shorts? Awful waffle. Awful Thank you. waffle. Yes. So in that show is a character. He's the redhead who was also in Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, he does a puzzle upside down, which is funny that you were mentioning that. He Because, you know, his mom had gotten a divorce and there were all these new like boyfriends coming in and out of the picture. And they always wanted to do like puzzles with him because they thought he liked puzzles. And so he had gotten so good at it that he didn't actually need to see the picture. He could do the puzzle upside down just because he had. So so I was thinking of that. And now I'm hearing that Mrs. Manson may have advanced to puzzle savant level. Yeah. I mean, that's one kind of savant that you might describe her as. (laughs) What would be another doc? Moving on. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think it's interesting. We'll see if it comes together. Um, 
I because now I want to just start sending like I want us to just start sending you puzzle. I want I'm gonna order a puzzle, ship it to me, <laughs> take the box, put it in a like couple freezer bags, and then mail it to you at the right address. Sure you are. Just when I just when I go and uh, give you that book that has been sitting on this dresser over here for like six weeks, I eventually need to drive it to you. You you've told me I can't come like anywhere near the house. What am I going to do? Just throw it into the yard? I think I told you we could have foe out on the deck. Now it's I getting swear. cold. All the more reason to have foe. It warms you. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, I. You know, I had my meeting was fine. I I got irritated because once again I felt like GQ abandoned us, and I I want I want him to be I maybe not a full time host, but I want him to be in the rotating chair more often than he is. And I felt a little let down, but it's not his fault. I do love GQ. I just I feel I feel a little bit sometimes like I can't I can't filter myself. Like last week we. We were rough on poor GQ. Not that he didn't deserve it, but we were rough. He's eating his s'more and thinking. I don't recall. Okay. I remember having a very nice show last week that got a lot of high reviews from the best. It did. We we did get a lot of positive reviews. Uh, if anything, for my for my cursing. Absolutely. I if I, if I had known it was that easy, DC. I would have been swearing up a storm years ago. I'll, I'll save it for when it really, really matters. What's new with you? You you look good. I just have to say your hair is a little longer. The the facial hair is looking good. You, you know, you're wearing a shirt that shows off the natural muscles. I, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Hopping. No, nah, nah, thank you. Um, I don't feel good, but that's okay. Um, like sick wise or just. No, general just, malaise. Yeah, general malaise, I think. That's okay. the way to describe it. Is it is it the mid Shocktober doldrums? I don't think so. I'm enjoying Shocktober and the oh, well, uh, of course you would. Why? How could horror you? movie challenge? I mean, you know. All right, how many are you up to? Have you been keeping up? Because today's what, the fourteenth? Are you at fourteen? Indeed I am, sir. One a day. I did miss wait? technically I missed last Wednesday when we recorded the show. But I had watched two on Saturday, sort of in anticipation, and it worked out. And I started a movie before we met here tonight because I wasn't sure if we were going to record or not. I got about sure. 40 minutes left. I'll finish it up when we're done. Yep. Um, are you waiting till your piece of positivity to tell us about the movies or do you want to go into the films right now? Uh, we could talk about the pictures if you like. <laughs> uh, please tell me about it. Uh, you know, you can give me a full play-by-play on all of them, which you tell me. Oh, you to do. know I will. So uh, I believe when last we left, it was the seventh. Uh, yeah, but so, I think you cut me off before I even had a chance to talk about all the ones that I had watched. I am going to lean back in my chair. No, you the can't floor just lean is yours. Back. The floor is yours. I will. I will chime in when I need to. Um, but uh, what, watched, what have you been watching? I watched a couple of good movies from the last. Um, five last five ten years, depending. Um, the a couple movies that you know everybody I think has seen. Anybody who likes horror movies has probably seen them, but for one reason or another, I just hadn't watched. Um, the first was the Taking of Deborah Logan from 2014. Um, sort of a found footage style documentary film about uh you know some PhD students that are putting together this sort of documentary 
on an older woman who is sort of slipping into the the grasp of uh, dementia, uh, Alzheimer's specifically. Um, but of course, being a horror movie, uh, they find something sinister um, as they're doing that. And I thought that was a kind of a neat twist on, you know, that sort of um, supernatural film where, you know, you had this sort of real world basis and what's going on and is it this or is it that? I thought it was an original premise. And ultimately, I think I enjoyed it. Um, How many stars? I'm guessing three stars. Yeah. Yeah. Which I believe, if I remember correctly from last week in your mind was, meh. Uh, you know, I mean, literally to break it down, it's not really a fair scale because I, I, you know, I tend to use five stars. I don't use half stars. Half stars are for cowards. Um, and so basically the way it goes is, and there's no zero stars. Okay. So one star is I hated it. Two stars is I didn't like it. Three stars is I liked it. Four stars is I really liked it. And five stars is wow, wowie, yowie, wowie, to, to so, quote Bray Wyatt. So where's the ranking for it was okay? Is there one? That's or I like it? it. I mean, if it was okay, I think in my mind that is I liked it. I might not watch it again, but okay. it was okay. That was what I didn't get last week. Yeah. I assumed I assumed that three stars was when you said meh, I assumed that was kind of that like, you know, it was fine. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I would definitely still it, say that when I say something's fine, I st- I still think that's positive enough. Okay, like it wasn't bad. It was okay, okay. But what was the last horror movie? Or maybe there will be one. Is there one on your list that's a one star? Hmm. I want to know the horror movie that Doc Manson hates. Um. Let's see. I'm sure there has to be one, but I'm not. Again. Like it can't the last be a ten- movie that I watched that I gave one star to was Scary Movie Three, a parody film. Now, but don't okay. get me wrong, though. Like I, in theory, the first Scary Movie was okay. I mean, it might have been a two star, maybe three star, but the second one, eh, you know, probably two stars. This third one, though. Zucker brother involvement. I was kind of, I never really watched them, but I was kind of hopeful. I love airplane airplane to me is one of the all time great comedies. Maybe sure. at the top of my list. I don't know. Um, I can always watch airplanes. So I was sort of hopeful. I knew Leslie Nielsen was in. It. I said, maybe this is going to be good. It was not. It was not. So do you think yeah. that part of the reason that it got one star was because you expected it to be three or four, and it wasn't. Like, does does your expectation was going really, in? I, I mean, one again to use the one star. If I had to give you a gut reaction, I hated it. Like, okay. I did not enjoy my time with that movie. Okay, I just wonder sometimes. And this goes, you know, does an ex, does one's expectation of a thing then actually affect how I mean, yeah, I think so. Back when we used to do the DDT awards, I don't know if we did this every year, but sometimes we would have a category which I called biggest disappointment. And I and that used to be part of the talking points of that category was it's not just something that disappointed you. This is something that maybe 
the one that wins, I mean, something that you were looking forward to because you had the largest ability to fall to that sure. level of disappointment. You know what I mean? Sure. You have to have the expectation. The anonymous raw general manager, which then turns out to be Hornswoggle. Now, granted, I listened to the New Day podcast where they interviewed Hornswoggle. They act, there was actually a story that was supposed to be told that they didn't wind up going through with, which is why it became such a crappy angle. The thing that gets but, me about that in particular, though, is you spent a year on that storyline. Yeah. Even if you had this other angle that was supposed to happen and it didn't, you could have come up with literally anyone other than Hornswoggle. Yeah. And it would have been a more satisfying conclusion. Well, the, the whole idea, because again, I appreciated the fact that they at least had an idea. I don't think it was a great one. Hornswoggle was going to do a complete character shift and he was going to become basically like a Jersey, almost like mafia boss sort of thing, which again, might not at least would have been something. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. Yes. About okay. that. I, don't know. I get okay. what you're saying. All right. So the haunting of Deborah Logan. Did I get that right? Was that the name? of That the was the, uh, no, the, yeah. the taking. Oh, the taking right. of Deborah. Logan. Logan. Yeah. Okay. I got the name right. All right. Moving on. Next one. The autopsy of Jane Doe. I'm detecting a trend. <laughs> it doesn't hold up for very long. Okay. Um, but yeah, this was another film pretty highly regarded. As I recall, it's about basically the, uh, a, a father who was a coroner. He's an older guy and his younger son, who's probably in his twenties, mid twenties, who's like helps him out in the lab. They, they get a, uh, a body in from a crime scene. And, you know, the sheriff asks, I need this done tonight. I need to have, you know, a, a cause of death in the morning. And it's just this Jane Doe, this, you know, girl unidentified. And, you know, they do, an autopsy on her and as the night progresses as they dig deeper they're finding all sorts of different things like one of her teeth was pulled she has a weird thing where her waist is thinner than it should be is it congenital is it not they find a piece of cloth tied up in her stomach um like with a message written like and it just sort of, again, progresses into this supernatural sort of storyline. And uh, I rather enjoyed it. I really did. I thought this was pretty good. It was well executed, especially for what's essentially a single um, set film, pretty small feeling film. Well acted, I felt. Um, and the director, I didn't know this at the time, but the director, he's a Norwegian fellow. He actually, he directed another film like the year before this called Troll Hunter, that I probably talked about on the show years and years ago. It sounds familiar. And I really enjoyed that film. And um, yeah, this one was quite good as well. So four stars, four stars. Yeah. You're getting hey. good. You, you know, my system. What can I tell you? Just based on the fact that you said you really liked, it, I did really so. like it. Um, it sounds to me. And of course I, I'm assuming that you're not going, you don't want to spoil these things, but you were describing like the thing. And I'm like, Oh, so they're just playing operation. That was the first thing that came into my head. They're essentially, you know, doing an autopsy version. Because now, of course, I need to read about it because I want to know what the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, they do a full autopsy, and that's the goriest part of the movie. It's interesting, So I would say the movie is actually very gory, but because of the way that the gore is presented sort of as this medical procedure, um, it 
it comes across a little bit clinical. It's not as uncomfortable to watch as you might expect or as you might get in other films with equal amounts of gore. Um, interesting how, how they sort of play with that expectation. Again, if you're just grossed out by the sight of blood, you probably won't like it regardless. But I did think, again, the way in which it's presented is a little bit different. And um, I liked that. I like that, um, that different sort of feeling, I guess. All right. Yeah. I also watched a movie called The Monster Club. This is from 1981. And it's got Vincent Price in it. You know, Vincent Price of horror movie fame, uh, the guy with the mustache, the original uh, uh, haunting, no, uh, the house on Haunted Hill. I always want to say the haunting of Hill House, but those are different properties. Uh, the Fly, you know, Vincent Price, you know, the Tingler, you know, come on. Um, big, big old timey star, the golden age of horror, I would say. Um, in this film, it's a UK production. Uh, it's it's an anthology film. Um, what was the guy's name? It's about this novelist. I think his name might have been like Chadwick Hayes. Um, he's a real novelist, apparently. And he was a he was also a character in this movie, played by John Carradine, and one of his last roles, I think. Anyways, it sort of opens up. He's an author, and Vincent Price finds him on the street, and Vincent Price isn't doing very well. He's you know, he needs a bite to eat, and the guy gives him a bite to eat, and of course he's a vampire. And after he sucks his blood, he takes a liking to him, he realizes who he is, he's, oh, I love your books, I have to take you to the Monster Club, which is this downtown club where the werewolves and the ghouls and the vampires all hang out. And they go down there, and he tells them different stories about different monsters and things, again, it's an anthology film. It was pretty good. Um, the thing that I liked about it, and again, it's based on a novel. There's actually a novel called The Monster Club. And it's a bunch of sort of original monsters, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, on the wall of The Monster Club, this is sort of how things start. There's like a genealogy tree showing like what happens when different monsters have progeny, like if a werewolf and a vampire has a kid, and if a ghoul and a vampire has a kid, like it makes a different cross, you know? And the first story is about a monster called the Shadmok. Yeah, the Shadmok, I believe. Which, again, I'd never heard of it. I was wondering, if it was this is this a real thing? Is this just like a lesser-known um, folklore thing? I, I still don't know for sure. I don't think so. I think it was made up for the book. But, you know, it, the Shadmok is basically like an utter mutt of monster genes who is the progeny of one of the crossed um, genealogies. So like if a ghoul and a vampire had a kid and then they had a kid with somebody with very dilute monster blood, it would produce a Shadmok. And a Shadmok basically is just a guy with pale skin and sunken eyes, bad hair. <laughs> and his whole thing is he's basically just a dude, but he's very antisocial. He doesn't like going outside. He can go outside in the daylight. He's not like a vampire. He doesn't burn. Um, but the big thing is, um, when he gets anxious or mad, he might whistle. And the whistle can utterly destroy a living creature. Um, a weird sort of different tale. Uh, I thought it was kind of neat. It was fun to, you know, have this sort of original monster. Um, the second story was about vampires. Don't wonder why your hair suddenly bristles. But abandon all hope when the Shadmok whistles. There you go. Yeah. 
Um, and the second story was about vampires, and Donald Pleasance was in that. You might not know the name Donald Pleasance, but he's also a big horror movie guy. He was eventually Sam Loomis in the Halloween series, the psychiatrist of Michael Myers, who sort of goes running around searching for him on Halloween night. Um, and that was a fun story. Again, there was all these little fun twists playing with your expectations of vampires. Um, it was very cleverly written. I thought it was very well done. And then the third one's about a monster called a humgoo, which is a cross of a human and a ghoul, um, which is sort of like a zombie, I guess you could say. And that one was interesting as well. I think my mm-hmm. favorite one was the Shadmok, though. Four stars? Uh, three. I think three overall. A little, a little old timey, a little bit hard to get into, but I, I appreciated the originality, certainly. Certainly. Okay. Um, geez, what else is there? Oh, last night I watched what was really more of a romantic comedy that happened to have horror elements in it um, called Extraordinary. Um, it's from 2019. It's a relatively recent film. Um, and basically there's this woman, her name is Rose, and she's a driving instructor. And she, but she, as a kid, she used to help out her father, who was sort of like this VHS psychic guy, you know? And anyways, as this now older woman, she's sort of called back into action to help save this guy's daughter who is being um, not really possessed, but has been marked for sacrifice to a demon, basically by this washed up rock star um, played by Will Forte. Um, It was I mean, it was it's an Irish film. So it's a little bit offbeat, I think, in terms of the type of comedy. If you're if you again, if you're American with that, those sort of comic sensibilities. Um, But overall, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I I thought it was a fun romp. And I thought, again, well acted. Will Forte was um, fun. And uh, yeah, again, it was more of a a rom-com, I think, than I was really expecting. But I liked it. You know, the three stars were there. Uh, I think I gave it four. To be honest, My goodness. it was it was enjoyable. It was, it was quite enjoyable. I really liked it. Hey, all right then. Yeah, I mean, and I also watched a really old 1991 uh, low budget vampire movie called Subspecies. I had always seen these movies as a kid. I think I've even seen parts of them, and I was always curious about them because it's a vampire film ostensibly, but they used to always market these films with these little red impish guys. And I was wondering what the hell that was about. Again, I never saw him, but I knew there was like four or five of these movies. And I said, yeah, I see it's on my streaming service. I'll just click it on. and I'll finally watch it. Maybe I'll watch all the follow ups as well. Um, produced by Charles Band, who you probably have no idea who that is. But he's the owner operator of Full Moon Pictures. Full Moon being a really low budget um, horror um, studio. I think they probably had greater success in the 80s and even in the early 90s. And now they still exist, but they really only make like really terrible sequels to the Puppet Master series at this point. Like not a whole lot going on. Um, This film was okay. It was kind of just a standard vampire film. Um, I mean, it was sort of interesting. The most interesting thing I think about it was the design of the evil vampire in the film. Um, he sort of had like he had fangs, but like he almost had like sunken in teeth and almost looked like Nosferatu inspired where like it was more like a rat like face than anything else. You know, and he had long hair and just like with Nosferatu, he had these really long fingers 
um, that were you know too long with talons on the end of them. And that was really funny to see some, a design like that in a low budget film with better cameras because like you could see him often like grabbing somebody and you could see where the fake fingers would just sort of bend <laughs> back. Not great. Not a great look, but you know, overall I thought it was an original design. Um, Angus Scrim was in it briefly. Angus Scrim, who plays the tall man in the phantasm yep. series, big horror legend as well. Only briefly in the beginning of that film, but overall mm, it was okay, but not, nothing great. Real low budget. Two stars, two stars. I'm, I, mean, I guess I'm so glad you, I liked it. So you didn't like it. You're right. I, 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 correction. I think I'm glad I watched it, but it, I, I, was not, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. That's certainly the case. I think you're going to, you might need to go with a six star rating. I might have to might. go with and watch the sequels though. Because the thing is, those little red impish things, what I presume are the subspecies, they never actually explain what the title of the film means in the film. I'm assuming those little red guys are the subspecies of the title, but they didn't really factor into the film that much, and there weren't that many of them. There was only like three of them. They barely had any screen time. So I'm actually sort of wondering still what the hell they have to do with anything. So I feel like I'm going to end up watching the sequels if only to learn what the hell that title actually has to do with the movies. I'll report back if I find anything interesting. Something tells me I won't. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're caught up for the most was part. Was that a half hour um, of movie talk? My God. It was, you know, I would say maybe closer to 20 minutes, but I think that's good. Okay. It, it is a topic you are passionate about, and you are an, a clear communicator, and so it was very nice. I liked it. I do so like it for 20 minutes. You're a good sport. I'm going for humor to tell me. you, I'm going to go pick by pick through the WWE draft and we're going to break it down. Are we? And analyze. No. I mean, we can. No, no we're not. It doesn't really matter. Did they matter. do a draft? They did a draft. They started it Friday. They ended it Monday on Raw. So The Fiend is now on Raw. Seth Rollins is now on SmackDown. AJ Styles is on Raw. Is there a show that? somebody should watch and a show that somebody shouldn't watch or no, I, you know, I think overall it's fine. Um, the, the biggest news they would break probably up any be teams. The new day is now on separate brands. Biggie is on SmackDown. Kofi and Xavier are on raw and which led to an interesting moment. Cause on Friday on SmackDown, uh, Kofi and Xavier Woods, who is back from his injury, uh, which one regain. He had torn his Achilles. Who? Xavier. Ah. If you had told me it was Kofi, I would have believed you. I think Kofi was a little banged up too. Biggie was by himself for a while. Okay. Um, They regained the tag team titles from Cesaro and Shinsuke. So now they are once again the SmackDown tag team champion. But they get drafted to Raw. So now the SmackDown tag team champions are on Raw. So then on Monday, the Street Profits, who were the Raw Tag Team Champions, get drafted to SmackDown, which leads to a segment in which a WWE official, pretty much the only one not named Stephanie McMahon, is backstage and he is facilitating that the Raw Tag Team Champions and the SmackDown Tag Team Champions have to hand, they're just trading titles backstage. They're literally just giving the red belts to the guys who are on the red show and giving the blue belts to the guys who are on the blue show. I don't remember the designs of the belt, so I'm presuming this is unlike the heavyweight and universal champions. There's no personalization of these belts. There's no nameplates. (laughs) This is these are the belts. It's a big coin 
with like two gladiator helmets on it. Yeah, no personalization though. Not really, yeah. as far as I'm aware. They've got red bands, and maybe the side plates are different, but I don't even think so. Um, and the best part is Xavier Woods can't hide the fact that this is stupid. He basically says to the officials, "So we're just going to hand each other the titles, and and that's that's going to consider be considered a title change." And they're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> All right, then. I, you know, the only... He did again, with it what he could. It's fine. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, Is that, I mean, it's not really a title change. It's just... They're counting it as such. So now they're saying that the Street Profits have won the NXT, Raw, and SmackDown tag team titles, which they didn't. They got yeah, handed. I hate the way that they mess up history like that. But again, at the same time, they make it up as they go along. So who cares? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, you know, it was it was entertaining. Uh, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss are doing some very good things. Alexa oh, are they Bliss together? Has, they yeah, she kind of so. Uh, Andrade and Zelina were there. Oh, that makes all the sense in the world now that I'm thinking about it. Um, they were in the ring, and Alexa. The lights go out, and Alexa is doing the thing where she's on the ropes and she's bent over backwards like the Fiend. And then the fiend shows up, and they did a stereo. Yeah, I understand. She was bent over backwards. I get it. I, as soon as I said it, I went, "Yep." Um, but they hit stereo Sister Abigail's on Andrade and Zelina, and I believe they are Andrade and Zelina are being sent back to NXT. So I believe they are because again, the fiend's whole gimmick is that he regresses, and I presume that Charlotte Flair continues to be in NXT. No, Charlotte's on Raw. Huh. So they are essentially just separating her and her fiance or boyfriend, whatever the, the thing is. Yeah, I whatever. Don't know. Who cares? Um, but yeah, it's interesting. The shows apparently were very good, but I don't know that the, the you know, so now this Friday is the season premiere because we had the draft. So now. Because there are seasons. Know, yeah. So it'll be the first show with the new rosters, but I don't even really know what the shows look like. I guess Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns are on the same show again. So, you know, great. Maybe they can Roman Reigns still being managed by Paul Heyman. Yes. Or represented or whatever. He is still the tribal chief. The heel. He and Jey Uso are going to have a hell in a cell match. Which Uso? Uh, Jay. What's the other one's name? Jimmy. Where's Jimmy? I believe he's injured. Ah. Is he, he showed the hefty up. one? I think so. Jay, they both look pretty good. Oh, but, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, um, it was a good match. So yeah. Oh, we have, actually, we're going to have three. Are they still Thunderdoming or? Yes. We're going to have three Hell in a Cell matches at the upcoming Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Great. I'm sure Jeremy uh, must be very pleased with them using yep. Hell in a Cell matches on brand new rosters where there couldn't possibly be any actual grudges built up. Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, which I believe are on the same rosters still, they're going to have a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to fight Jey Uso in a cell, but that's a Hell in a Cell I quit match. And then we're going to get Bailey versus Sasha Banks in a cell. You look confused. Is, is an I quit gimmick really necessary on a Hell in a Cell match? In the no, but in the last. How does a Hell in a Cell match end? Pinfall. It's, there's no. 
I think everyone assumes there has to be a gimmick because Foley got thrown off of it so early. But no, it's just a regular match. So this is just an I quit match inside the Hell in a Cell. Because at the last match... But as we all know, everybody always gets out of the Hell in a Cell. So it's just an I quit match. Yeah, with a fancy cage. Which is going to make it interesting to have the Thunderdome with a big cell in the way. I'm not sure how that's going to look. Hmm. But... Oh, okay. yes. Cool. So that's 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 basically the essentials in uh, in that. Can you tell uh, me what Oscar is doing these days? Uh, she is going to wrestle the new challenger. Somebody had to f- bless you. Thank you. Um, somebody had to win a battle royal to be the next challenger for the title. So next Wait, week, is on she Raw, a champion? Asuka, who is the Raw Women's Champion, will be defending the women's title against. Lana. Who? Lana. She still works for the WWE? She does. Oh, I would not have expected that. Okay. Yep. She does. And she's earned herself a title shot. And she's. What's her husband's name? Like Marino or something now? Miro. Miro. Do you have a last name or is it just Miro? Nope. Just Miro. Just. I want want him to be brother Miro. (laughs) Yeah, you would. Um, are we not reading Mike's email? Um, PPL pay per listen for DDT wrestling. Hi there. I came across your podcast while browsing for comedy podcasts. Well, first of all, I don't know. No, you didn't. No. <laughs> uh, would you be interested in making premium pay per listen episodes? If interested, reply to this email for more information. Mike, who happens to be the founder of GIFCast. Jif the peanut butter. The peanut butter. Apparently. Spelt that way. Um would you, I mean would you like to make some premium pay-per-listen episodes? I would. However, given the amount of people that listen to us for free, I'm not sure we're gonna have a lot of takers if we start charging for these things. I believe we would officially be doing a podcast for one person. Who's that? Uh, the person who sent us the next email, that would be Glenn, the bestest of the besties, who I believe is the only person who might pay to listen to our <laughs> show. I'm traveling again. Hi, guys. You get away from all of the misery of 2020. Can you get into the DDT time machine anywhere and anytime? When and where would you go? And is there something you'd really like to do when you got there? The usual rules of time travel don't apply. So don't worry about squashing a bug and changing history. Thanks, Glenn. See, the problem with time travel is I always jump to something like, oh, yeah, let's go kill Hitler. But the problem with that is, you know, in the stipulation that Glenn has put here, um, time travel rules don't apply and squashing a bug doesn't change history. So killing Hitler, in theory, does not change history by these rules. I I think I think he's saying. We're not going to right a wrong. We're going to either relive something or experience something we've never experienced. Ah. All right. So, like, you know, do you want to go be able to go to the theater to watch Halloween in the cinema? First run. Do you want to go and sit and have lunch with Georges Milliers and pick his brain about some of his thoughts on f- film and, and movie making. I do not. 
Okay. What do you want to do with your time travel free pass ticket? Well, I I tend to think of two things. I, I again I think of do I want to go relive something that I've already done and I get to go experience it again. I could see you doing or, that, but I'm not sharing that with the besties. I would like to go back to um I am remembering a moment. I believe there was a towel on your head and you were dancing in front of the door of our neighbors. And then we like ran to the window of the end of our hallway and we were screaming out the window to like friends. And I believe my wife was one of them. We weren't dating at the time, but she was there. And your wife may have actually been there at that time, given that social group. And is this like, Wilson or is it something else? Yes, that's it. Okay. That's it. Right. <laughs> yes. I, you know, there is part of me that wants to go relive some of the, the good college moments. Um, and then outside of that. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's like a specific wrestling moment I wanted to be able to see live but I don't enjoy going to things. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, like, I, I don't want to go watch. I don't want to go watch Hogan slam Andre live. Like I like, that's exactly it. Like, right. I could say, let's go watch Foley get thrown from the top of the cage. But yeah. I don't know if I really gained anything by being there. I don't know. Does that make me lame? And unimaginative? No, no, I don't think so. I, you know, it's, it's, it's what whatever we feel like wanting to go and do. Like there are things that I would sure love to go and do, but I don't necessarily know that I need to go revisit a piece of history. So people were tweeting out today something about, um, you know, Sting's entrance in Starcade '97 and how you know that was such a great entrance. And I'm like, I'm sure you know that Royal Rumble when Undertaker gets beaten up by everybody and put in the casket and then he shows up on the Titan Tron and like floats up into the air and all of that sort of stuff. Like, Hey, that's probably a very cool moment, but I've seen it on TV and I'll have a no better view than what I saw on TV. And the problem is if you're going back in time as you, you're going back to see the thing that you already know what it is. Exactly. So it's not going to be as awe inspiring as it might've been. You've seen it. I mean, when you think about I mean, when I think about it that way, I guess like, OK, this is, again, you know, trust Doc to obstruct a question, even one as ridiculous as this. Like, I'd say, let's go back and watch the uh, horrendous space kablooey. You know what I mean? But at that point, the universe doesn't actually exist. So what are you going back to and where are you watching it from? I, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, do I want to like go to, you know, we go to the restaurant to to like, at the end of the universe, you know, do some Douglas Adams. Oh, it's over there. I I'm currently rereading that. Yeah. Go on. We're, uh, they're talking about the cricket wars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I, mean, I mean, that's a good one in theory, I guess. Right. Is that something that you would never otherwise be able to see? I just don't know the logistics of it, I guess, but yeah. Know. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, and again, I think that's why I tend to lean towards the personal, like mm. I'd love to go, you know, I'd love to time travel to my own body to be able to relive some of the great college days. And then at some point be able to then come back. Oh man. Imagine like if you went back in time to like your wedding day, but like 
you didn't time travel back to your own body. You were just you. Like, so you're showing up on your wedding day and like young you is there. And of course, this is, you know, a Hollywood comedy sitcom movie or something. And of course, young you gets bonked on the head and passes out. So now old you needs to fit into the tux and stand in and go through the motions of the day. No, I'm wearing this shirt. (laughs) No, uh. No, you're not, because I know your wife. And <laughs> <laughs> not really. No, not really her thing. I was impressed she didn't care if I wore my suit jacket or not. That was the compromise, wasn't it? I remember that. She said you didn't have to. I asked her, and she was like, I don't care. And I was like, okay. You had to wear it over through the ceremony, right? But then after that, no. You, oh, not even that. I wore it for pictures. Oh, okay. And then I talked about how hot it was, and she was like, well, then just take it off. So they're like, we're standing up. We're not at an altar. We're standing up in front of everyone, and I'm just in a vest. Okay. Hey, you like I to have keep a shirt it casual. On, it, it was a more casual thing. All right, there, friends. Uh, it's time for the piece of positivity. Doc Manson, you just read a whole bunch of things, so now you got to come up with something else. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I'll go first. I'll give you a chance to think about it. Uh, I've tweeted about it multiple times, but it's very cool. I was on the Squared Circle Reddit um, and I happened to see that on Fight TV, which you can sign up for a free account on Fight TV, they have about five years of Ring of Honor's weekly television shows oh, neat. Uh, free to watch. And so I, you know, started checking them out from the earliest one. You know, you're watching Kyle O'Reilly, you're watching Roderick Strong, Adam Cole's there. So in many ways, you're kind of watching NXT. Um, but there's some other guys who are now in Japan or some guy, you know, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian are there. So it's an interesting, you know, as someone who is fans of all of that. And then thinking of that made me think about, oh yeah, I do have an impact plus subscription, don't I? So I could go then on to impact and yeah, I haven't done it yet, but I might get back into watching some of their stuff. So I'm slowly, I took a break from watching right around the time the Patreon started paying for the network. I stopped watching as religiously. You let me know when I can but cancel now, that. No, no. Now I'm back in and watch. Uh, I'm okay. in the middle of guilt. ECW's guilty as charged 2000, where the main event is Mike awesome defending his ECW title against Spike Dudley. And I'm just like, Oh, we're getting to that point of ECW. Aren't we? Oh boy. <laughs> Part where nobody cared. Taz is about to make his WWF debut. Mike Awesome Rain. was awesome, though. Mike Awesome's great. And you know what? That match is probably pretty good because Spike Dudley does well as the little guy sure. against the big guys. But that was the, the the opening like video is showing that. And I'm like, really? What am I watching? But it's <laughs> yeah. Amish Roadkill was there. That's all. Hey, I'm and Amish Roadkill is Amish. He is. Every day. All right. What's what's yours? Uh, my piece of positivity is in the night. Finally being released. We've got a release schedule. Uh, it sounds like you know the first episode dropped today, Wednesday. I've got the second one queued up for Friday. I think we're going to be releasing three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So look for those on the Sounds Scary feed. And beyond that, I am looking forward to sitting down, having some time, and recording the sound scary Halloween spooktacular. I know last week we had talked um, about you possibly joining us for that DC. I don't know if you're still I'm game. available. Let me know 
what your availability is like. I'm not sure what are we doing. Are we doing it as a crossover, or am I guest starring on Sound Scary? Um, what's the difference? What, are we releasing it on both feeds, or oh. are we releasing it only on the Sound Scary feed? I'm open to either. I just I hadn't thought about that. I mean, are we recording two podcasts that week, or are we just doing one? Well, this is with what is. What is it with you? You're always trying to get out of recording a podcast. This is a spooktacular, my friend. This is a special okay. episode. I'm I'm more. It, look at how hard it is to schedule once a week. I, with I know. Some of the people. And in fairness, we're part with. of it's my fault, too, because I mean, GQ was asking me earlier this week, what do I have and what do I what's my availability for the Halloween thing? And I was like, oh, I don't know if I got time this week because I, I teach on Tuesdays and I don't get home till late. And then. I had a big assignment that was due, and I now I have to grade. So I was like, I don't think I'm gonna have time on Thursday because I got to do this on Wednesday. And my weekends are pretty open. Yeah, I'll say that. Uh, and I would also say that a spooktacular, like you know, I, I I've started to feel I have been a little stressed. I've started to feel maybe a half a day or a full sick day might be in my future. I would take time off of work mm. to to sit and record a spooktacular. Oh, that sounds like fun. So consider that, that I, I'm laying down the challenge there, GQ. Yeah, we just got to get our, record. We got to figure it together. That's what we got to get together. We got to figure it out. That's all I'm saying. Well, I I look forward to it. Right. I can tell you all about my excellent Commander William T. Riker Halloween costume. I cannot wait to hear about that. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed, you know, it's a short, people were saying they've been loving the fact that we've gone 90 minutes the last couple of weeks. Well, sorry, I had, I had to work late. So you're going to get a, a sub 60 minute episode this week, but hopefully GQ will be back next week. And I'm sure we will be back to our usual extended hijinks. Uh, but Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head on to that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog of episodes on ddtpod.com or on your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling. It helps us keep the lights on and DC watching the network. Amish Roadkill and Simon Diamond in the same match. What could be better than that? He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us on episode 243. Uh, Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?